Greetings. Um, I am Dr. Paulina Van, the author of Agala Healing, an evocative approach to self-care, self-love, self-understanding, and healing. And I have the honor of being the host of the Poetry of Healing on blackdoctor.org. I want to welcome you from all over the world. And if you would like, please let us know where you're joining from and you can place um, your place in any greetings in the chat. So today's show is all about love. And our guest, a special, special guest, uh, is my pastor, Bishop Keith L. Clark. So before we bring uh, Bishop Clark on, I'd like to begin as we always do with a centering exercise. This is to help us to focus, collect our energy for the time that we will have together today. So this is a holiday season, um, especially in the United States and whether you celebrate it or not, there's lots of activity going on, competing for your energy and your attention. This is one of the seasons that people really want to get together. And this is, as you know, the second holiday season that it's not going to be the way it used to be. So whether you're gathering virtually or in person, you're gonna have this activity um, and challenges around you. So, you know, in life, we hope and pray to find peace in our lives when we are challenged by trials or just challenged, period. And as we approach the end of the year holidays, not only are we busy and have the opportunities to experience the joy of the season, we're dealing with daily drama um, and perhaps anticipating more drama as uh, we gather during the holidays with people you know, that we really do love and care about. So we have to make sure that their emergencies don't become our emergencies. For some of us, it may also be a holiday during which it will be the first time that a loved one or dear friend is no longer with us. So these life experiences may bring on depleting emotions such as worry and fear and patience, judgment. And so we gotta take care of our hearts. That is where the healing and the miracles happen. So today for our centering exercise, I'm gonna invite you to participate in another heart math um, exercise. And this one is appropriately called inner ease. And it gives us an opportunity to pause and bring balance to our mind and emotion so that we can act consciously rather than react and repeat the same stress reactive responses. You know, this can help us prevent and eliminate much personal stress and as, as all the other practices I've taught you along the way, this is one that you can use to promote fast recovery from stressful occurrences. And you know what I say? I say it's analogous to being prayed up. So by doing this inner ease technique, you're putting reserves in the bank that you can draw upon when you need 
peace and ease. So we're gonna begin. Again, this is a heart math practice called Inner Ease. And as always, it's an invitation. I'm gonna invite you to either lower your gaze or close your eyes if it's safe to do so where you, you are, not driving or operating any dangerous equipment. And I'd like you to acknowledge the feelings you have uh, right now. Any that are kind of making you feel out of sync, okay? or maybe stressing you right now. Remember, we're practicing, so nothing too stressful. And they may generate feelings such as frustration and impatience, anxiety. Maybe you feel overloaded. Maybe you just had a disagreement with someone and, and so you feel a little bit angry. Maybe you're being judgmental or being judged. And so with this practice, we kind of take uh, step back, time out, we pause, and we do that heart-focused breathing. Um, and so I'll remind um, those of you who are just um, tuning in for the first time what that's all about. And it may help, I'm gonna step back so you can see I'm putting my hand on my heart so that you can focus on your heart. And I'd like you to take, so the inhales will be through the nose and exhales will be through the mouth. And so when you inhale through the nose, I want you to focus on your heart, imagining it getting bigger. And then when you exhale, I want you to exhale through your mouth and uh, imagine your heart getting smaller. So it's, it's like your heart is breathing for you. You're, you're breathing in and out through your heart or your chest area, okay? And so it has been proven that uh, you can restore balance and calm to your mental and emotional nature by activating your heart and affirming the power of your heart. Um, because I've told you in the past, the heart is much more powerful than the brain. And I'll, I'll have to revisit that um, in a future show. But during the heart-focused breathing, I want you to imagine with each breath that you're drawing in a feeling of inner ease, relaxation, and infusing your mental and emotional nature with balance and self-care for that precious heart of yours. Okay, and just practicing will increase your awareness of when the stressful emotion has calmed into a state of ease, okay? So I want you to continue doing that heart-focused breathing in through your nose, big heart, out through your mouth, and you do it slowly. Okay. The mind and emotions operate on a vibrational level, slowing down the stressful vibration and helping to reestablish the cooperation and balance between the heart, the mind, and your emotions. Okay. I want you to continue to breathe slowly. When the stressful feelings have calmed, you can, I ask you to make a heartfelt commitment that you want to anchor and maintain the state of ease as you re-engage and go about your daily interactions. So I'm gonna share how I anchor. And I anchor and I say to myself, I create what I want for this situation. 
I'm in charge. Okay. And I'll give you an example. I send blessings to anyone who has hurt or disappointed me. Okay. So that's how I regulate this heart, mind, and emotion. Now, we're ending this practice. And to end it, I'd like you to take a deep breath and notice how your body feels. Okay, how does it feel now? Now take a deep breath and bring your awareness back to our session. Okay, I hope that has brought some ease to you because we, the, the, the uh, goal also was not only to bring you ease, but also to open your heart because we're about to talk about love, all right? So um, at this time, I want to welcome um, with just an open heart and tons of gratitude, Bishop Keith L. Clark, our special guest today. Bishop Clark, good morning. Hey, Dr. Van, it is such an honor and a privilege to be with you this morning. I appreciate uh, the exercise you just took us through. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, call you after the show, get some more personal tips on that. Okay. Well, that you're was amazing. That was amazing. Thank you. How are Thank you today? Well, I'm I'm just great. I mean, I hardly slept last night knowing that you were gonna we were gonna be on the show together talking about love. So I am ready, ready to go. Um, so Bishop, if you wouldn't uh, mind just sharing with the audience a little bit about um, the wonderful you. Well, uh, thank you again for allowing me this opportunity. My name is Keith Clark. I am the general overseer of Word Assembly family of churches located in Northern California. We have uh, three campuses in three different counties, and I've been blessed to serve as the general overseer for the last 28 years. I am a partner for life with uh, Denise Marie Thayard Clark, and to that union, we have been blessed with four beautiful daughters, Kayla, Kaylin, Kelsey and Kayla. Yes, I named them all K's, Doc. <laughs> and they are beautiful. Oh, they are amazing. Amazing. I'm just grateful to God for that. Uh, I have been um, impacted, encouraged, and inspired by uh, what I believe um, has been divine revelation in, in the book of Gregor Healy. It has been just phenomenal. And so I'm so excited to be on today to share with you uh, my thoughts and convictions about those things. And to uh, the blackdoctors.org, God bless you all, wherever you are. I pray uh, that what we say today definitely encourages you and enhances you. Absolutely. Well, I just want to echo the beauty of female energy in your wife and lovely daughter, daughters that surround you. And I don't, you know, I'm not into adages, but behind every great man, there are what? Great women. We're great women. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. So um, I invited you. I know which um, poems you want to discuss this morning, but I have no idea where this is going to go because it's just going to be organic and we're going to see. So um, Bishop Clark, you're well, on. Let's go at it. Thank you again. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, we were 
when I was reading the book, the two poems that were just, um, I, I don't know, I can't even find the word to describe it, that just arrested me and kind of held me hostage uh, for a few days. And that's the one on love and choice. And after reading them, I've kind of combined and hence uh, what we're talking about today, and that is love is more than just a feeling. At the core of love and being love and showing love is a choice. And uh, I want to know from you, what did you, what inspired you when this, this, this piece about love came? And then there's such difference. I don't know if it was the editor who placed the poems in the position they were in. Tell me a little bit about that because, I mean, this love as a choice and both of those pieces together uh, are just amazing. Tell me what inspired you, what setting was going on when you came up with those? Okay, all right, this is a great question. So just for those who um, don't know the history of this uh, um, book, these um, 100 um, poems, and I also call them regalos, as Spanish for gifts, because they were given to me. Um, and so I must give them to the world. I didn't sit down to create them. Um, they were channeled, downloaded um, from my creator through my heart, um, through my, to my fingers, to, to this book. And um, it was because or is because, because it's still happening. I still get daily downloads, I'm still writing. It's because I opened my heart. I became vulnerable. I, I started loving myself unconditionally. So the two that you're speaking of, um, Bishop Clark, um, I'd like to read, oh, let me answer your other question. And, and that was, um, these poems appear in the book in the sequence that they came to me and wow. unedited. Wow. So if, if there are any um, typos or grammatical errors, I left them because these were messages that God gave me and I'm not qualified to edit his message. So I just left it the, the way it is. But, but so before, before we, we, we go to the reading doc, you said something that I'd just like to touch on. Mm -hmm. if we may. And that is what I'm hearing you saying is that there is power in being authentic. And I think at the, the foundation of this whole issue of healing, when we talk about all of the things you were talking about in terms of uh, the stress stimulants and how holiday season, when we're able to be authentic, I think we qualify for healing in every aspect. And so as we delve into these pieces about love and choice, I appreciate you saying that because so many people are hesitant to move with a vision, are hesitant to move and, and fulfill purpose because they feel as though the way they are is not good enough. And what I'm excited about, Dr. Van, is I have learned from my journey in life that God works with the authentic. And so those of you all who are watching know that you are good enough right now with all the typos, with all of the issues, you are good enough and God can work with that. So I, I'm appreciative of that, Doc. Thank you so much for saying that. Well, you know, and you are 
a very good example of that. You are at the first, uh, when we had the new members, I attended the new members uh, class with you. And I, I made that mention. I said, I am so glad to be in this congregation with you as a leader because you are so authentic. There is nothing that anyone can say, uh-huh, Bishop Clark, because Bishop Clark will give it to you before before you find it. And, and I really have appreciated this. And this is what's happened with this book because each poem, you know, it starts with um, uh, abuse that I experienced in childhood, but that's the only one that's, um, and that's where I had to open up. But all the remaining 99 is all about healing. And it uses my life to give these lessons about healing. And I remember an early reader said to me, you're not going to publish this. And I said, why, what, you know, what's the problem? Yeah, yeah. It's so personal. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's why I have to share it with the world. Mm -hmm. And there can be nothing. And I, <laughs> Bishop, I'm not trying to preach now, but there can no, be. You know, you see me got my my Baptist rock going. <laughs> um, but there should be nothing in our lives mm -hmm. that we don't expose, unless it's something that's going to hurt someone, you know. But about ourselves, yeah, that we should be afraid because we we live freer, and you you preach about that. We we live freer, we live happier, we live unencumbered, you know. So it's it's amazing, Doc. You see. And I knew this would happen when we started talking. I knew, and that's why I thank you for that again. Mm -hmm. But what you just said describes the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what one's uh, respective of faith is, whatever tool you've used to gain and to mature in that faith, there are individuals that you learn from who oftentimes, and we see it in the scriptures clearly, are just bare. Here Moses kills a man and wrote David, uh, has an act of infidelity. Abraham lies and mm -hmm. Peter cusses. I mean, all of these guys and women mm -hmm. uh, that God uses in scriptures, he uses them to help us by explaining and exposing all of their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, uh, transparency is the language of those who are authentic. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. You can't live unless you're transparent, you know, and so and you can't love yourself mm -hmm. unless you look at yourself. OK. All right. And um, my my daughter says, uh, you know, you want somebody to love you. You've got to be that person that you you want to have in, in, in your life. So I'm going to I'm going to start with. Um, I'm going to start with love um, because this is, I, I was just grinning with joy when you chose this because this has a history. Okay. So for those of you who have the book, this is on page 193 and it's entitled love, but the letters are in big caps. Okay. So express love from Days start. Express love. It comes from the heart. Express love. It's a fruit from the spirit. Express love. There is no limit. 
Express love. It's more than a feeling. Express love. It creates healing. Express love. It's God's gift. Express love. It gives my spirit a lift. Express love. Do you know what it signifies? Express love. For this Gemini, it's formative. Living optimistic, vulnerable, and eclectic. And so I want to tell you the story. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but this um, was prompted or the download was prompted uh, after one of your word of the days. Bishop Clark provides us like a 60, 90 second word of the day, seven days a week at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And um, you ended it with express love. And then I, you know, this energy welled up in my heart and the, and the words started to come down. Um, but I struggled with this and this was the only one of a hundred that I struggled with, meaning part of it came to me on September the 15th and then nothing on the 16th, a little bit on the 17th. And finally on the 18th, um, when I got the surge again, a little voice said, call Bishop Clark. And then another little voice said, you can't bother him now. He's preparing his sermon. And so I called you anyway, and you picked up on the first ring. And I said, I, you remember, I, I studied. I said, oh, 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 you know, and I was so excited. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that now, yes. And I was so excited because I had not, first of all, had this experience of this download for one poem mm -hmm. coming over three days, but then the opportunity to discuss with you what love you know, what was this love all about? Because I didn't think it was an emotion. And I wanted, uh, what you said to me was, we think of love as an emotion, but, in, and I read you what I had written, and you said, but you've turned it into an action. And so um, it was really profound for me. And, you know, we, we, worked out the mnemonic because I, you know, I had a little bit, but we worked out that last mnemonic. And then I, I do a reflective note after I write each poem. And this reflective note, I said, oh, this is the end of the book. I found out what love really meant. I am so excited. I want to shout for joy, but it's in the middle of the night. But then a little voice said, wait. Yes. Wait. And so the last poem of the book wasn't written until um, January 2021. So it was four months later. Wow. And that one also um, expresses love. And that's when I knew that uh, the book was done. But the, the last, um, it just comes full circle, um, Bishop Clark. I, I hope I'm not talking too much. But no, no, no. You, you are. You you. I'm listening to you and there's so many things that are going in my mind now that I want to say, and I, I, I want to stay within the framework of what you're talking about. And I think this does because what I just heard and what I just received from you, Dr. Van was that happiness has to have patience attached to it. You just shared with us and the world that you were not in a rush with this, 
but yet you maintain your focus. Mm -hmm. You maintain your availability and openness. Mm -hmm. And then here it is after getting the idea, putting the pieces together, writing the last poem as it came to you. I'm saying that because I've written um, three books and every time I've written a book, I rushed to do it mm. and it never came out. So I only published one. Mm. So what you just said is to me in the midst of this love, which that's why I love you because you're always helping me. <laughs> and that's an action, isn't it? Yes. That happiness that you have received and other people will be blessed as a result of this book was attached to patience. And it seems to me that patience, when I think about it, patience is waiting with the right attitude. Oh, think yeah. about that, Doc. It's wait because the truth of the matter is when you have to wait, you got to wait. Mm -hmm. Two guys are sitting at the bus stop and one guy sits there, reads a newspaper and drinks coffee. The other guy, every two minutes, runs to the middle of the road to see where the bus where where the bus is how far it's away both guys are waiting but only one is being patient and and that's what i gathered from that that happiness has patience attached to it. and patience is waiting with the right attitude you know absolutely it's how you wait and this is another adage i'm pulling from way back it's how you wait how long you will wait right mm. um because the attitude and and being vulnerable and open for the miracle because we're not running things we think we are mm -hmm. but we really are not running things mm -hmm. and this experience of love being so central when you when you told me you wanted to talk about love um i looked through the book and i i have written 14 of the poems have love attached and um, the first one, the line, the first one is, it hurts. And it ends with, I get to live and love, okay? And I, I during this experience of talking about the poem, Love With You, I realized that love was not an emotion. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until the very last poem that I found out what love really meant. And it is the last one. I'm not going to read the whole last poem, but it's it's entitled It's in God's Hand. How appropriate, right? And it ends with it's in God's hand, life I make, opportunities I uptake, vulnerabilities I shake, experiences I create. So that's the mnemonic love. Um, I've had um a couple of, you know, I've done book launches and it seems like, uh, uh, and I'm not, uh, how can I say sexist or anything, but a couple of men have said to me, mm -hmm. that could be my daily, their daily affirmation, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the love. Um, mm -hmm. And so we promise the audience that we talk about love as a choice, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to, what did you want to say anything about choices or should I read it? Um, no, let's let's read it. Let's read uh -huh. it. Let's, All let's. right. So 
This is entitled Choices, and uh, this is the second one Bishop Clark wanted to explore this morning, and it's on page 132 and 133 of the book, Regala Healing. I get to choose how I live each day. I get to choose my yearning to pray. I get to choose what holds my attention. I get to choose to let go of perfection. Mm. I get to choose how bright my light shines. I get to choose my life's guidelines. Mm. I get to choose love and laughter. I get to choose the moments after. I get to choose to be kind. I get to choose the moments of forgiveness I find. I get to choose the ambience of my faith. I get to choose patience and wait. Wow. I get to choose taking setbacks in stride. I get to choose the Holy Spirit as my guide. <laughs> Just take that all in because you get to choose. Doc, it was such a blessing to read that. And if I had to choose which one I really, really like, it, okay. it would be this one. And the reason why, because I get to look at that from both angles, mm -hmm. right? I get to look at the fact that the one thing God gave human beings when he created them is he gave them the power to choose. Because there cannot be genuine love if I don't have a choice in the matter. And so I look at it from that perspective. But then it takes away the excuses. Because if I'm not living to my full potential, it's because it's a choice I make. You know, like there are those who choose to live by the opinions of people. And then you die by their criticism. But all of that's a choice. And in this culture, and I hope I don't push the envelope too, but in this culture where everybody um, seems to be focused on self-gratification, we have to understand that kind of mentality can change because we have a choice to think about others more than ourselves. Uh -huh. So yeah, that's, 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 uh, that's on fire. Whoa, whoa. Okay, so I'm going to ask you now, I'm going to ask you now to expound upon i hope i use the right term but you know what it doesn't matter <laughs> we we all, you know what we all family so you know what i mean um to connect this love and choice thing tell us about that teach us about that when i when i think about the two i think they are the essence they are the same without sameness in that love is me choosing to do what's best for you. And in doing that, there are feelings that are attached. There are emotions that are expressed, but it's a choice that I make. So it's, it's the best picture I have. And this is Sunday morning and I'm getting ready for church. Yes. The picture I have is 
Here this supreme being wants to have a relationship with his creation. And for many reasons, that creation is not in relationship with him. And so he chooses to do what needs to be done so that creation could embrace him again. And he embraced that creation. That's where we get John 3.16. For God so loved the world. God made the choice. And it's just so wonderful, Dr. Man, and all who are listening. Let this be something that I hope resonates in your spirit from this moment until forever. And that is to understand that you are God's choice, not his project, not his obligation, but that you are God, this being, we're his choice. He chose us. He chooses to keep us. He chooses to bless us. He cho it's a choice. And my appreciation of that is to choose what's best for me because what's best has already chosen me. So, see, now I didn't start preaching. Oh yes. oh, yes. You're warming up. You're warming <laughs> up for, for your service. One, one other, before we bring this uh, to a close, just one other aspect. And so we may have viewers who are not Christian and who have, you know, other beliefs and um, which we, you know, embrace them all. Yes. Yes. So I'd like you to use an example of romantic relationship of love as a choice um, to illustrate how important love as a choice is, if you, if you might. No, I most definitely. Uh, this is amazing. This this is God's time is not accident, it's providential. We were having this conversation yesterday, Lady D and I. Um, and Lady D and I finally have come to the point where we're ready to really express and to share our journey as a partnership. And even defining that and why we're using that term as opposed to traditional terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here's the example I would use. We have made a choice that come what may, we're going to do purpose together. That's a choice. And because we've made that choice, loving each other, valuing each other, comes across now in different ways. Because it's no longer an obligation to take care of her. It's no longer an obligation for her to take care of me. It's a choice. And I think in relationships, the best life is yet to be experienced when parties involve, well, will can be experienced when parties involved look at each other and say, you are my choice. Can you imagine, Dr. Van? I, I hope there's some brothers who are watching me. <laughs> can you imagine if you walked in, man, 
with some flowers and whatever you're going to give for this Christmas and say to her, you are my choice. Oh, I don't even have anything to fan myself. I'm going to use the towel. Oh, my gosh. I hope Lady D is listening. Um, Lady D, of course, everyone is his wife, Denise uh, Clark, and beautiful, beautiful. So thank you so much. See, Pastor, I told you, you're transparent. You share. And that's how we grow um, and just become better, you know, just better. So um, before we close, is there any last um closing words that you would like to um, share with our audience. I know that I, I just feel so honored because I know you have a service now to go and preach. And so, and I see that you may be at home, so you got to drive. So I, I just appreciate you. And I want to make sure, um, you know, we end so that you have good time to get to church. I, I am honored. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Paulina Van. And uh, maybe one day I can come back and share with your audience uh, how important a prayer and lining your energy with your will and what you're convinced God has for you, how important that is. Because this sister we watching now, trust me, I don't I don't know if she got a special relationship with God, but she sure make me feel like she know him a little closer more than other folk do. And so I'm honored, Doc, for the opportunity to come. My closing words are simple. And this is true about everybody who's watching us. Whether you're a Christian, an atheist, whether you are male, whatever, this is true about you. And hold on to this that you are God's choice. You are whatever that being, you are choice, which means you are alive, you are important and you're changing. You are alive, which means you're significant. No matter what has happened, you're here, you're alive. You're a survivor, you're a thriver, you are alive, but you're important. Yes, you are, you are important. And during this holiday season, when there's so many emotions and regrets and thoughts, Please remember that you are important, but not only are you important, but you're changing. Mm. And you choose, as we learned today, change for the better. Now, that's what I know. And uh, I love Jesus because of that. Mm. So I'm just grateful to God. But those things are true. That's that's my words, Doc. I, I think that's, uh, I'm ready to preach. Now I may have to skip breakfast and just go straight to preach. <laughs> just, just preach. Well, Bishop, um, Bishop Clark, I just want to thank you for spending the time with us this morning. And I'm going to end um, our conversation the way you usually end our phone calls. And I'm going to say, I love you, Bishop. You always say, I love you, sis. And I'm going to say, I love you, Bishop. And um, I, I want I want our audience to feel comfortable with learning to open their heart. You know, how many of you say to your spiritual leader that you love them? You know, mm -hmm. um, and I, I truly do because you've changed my life. You've made me a more loving wife, mother, 
sister, aunt, friend, you name it. So um, go and love uh, Bishop and um, just so grateful for you being here. And I will be online for service. Won't be in the building, but I'll be online. Okay. God bless you. Okay, God Take bless care. you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Okay, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, uh -huh. all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I just need to take a breath after uh, all of that. Uh, it was just so wonderful um, to hear Bishop Clark's just perspectives and his transparency uh, about love and, and creating loving relationships. And so as we bring this to a close, um, there are a couple things that I'd like to remind you of. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please put them in the chat. Um, if you um, were moved or anything resonated with you um, during this uh, time, this conversation, please like the channel and subscribe um, uh, to it as well. And um, I hope that you have a wonderful holiday. One of the things that I have launched is my new website. So I hope you go to visit it. It's regalahealing.com. So it's the name of the book, regalahealing.com. And so on that website, you'll learn more about me. You'll learn more about the book. You can access the book and you can review it um, as well. May you have holiday blessings. And as I always end, love and light to you. And I look forward to seeing you again.